2: KJ podcast, San Francisco 49ers analysis. Thanks for giving us 20, 25 minutes here. We actually have a special guest on the line. Ian Williams, former defensive lineman for the 49ers, now of NBC Sports Bay Area. You're going to get his analysis all season long. I thought might as well bring Ian on and start to pick his brain. Ian, what's going on?
1: Hey, uh, nothing much i decided about the the future and the this team and uh what that's going to mean for the bay area you know especially with you know golden state you know the uh the giants you know doing uh what they've been doing the past few years uh i'm excited to see uh this 49ers team uh, this year big
2: expectations um if you don't know Ian, you're not a true 49ers fan he was a stud in the 2015 season got the big contract extension unfortunately injured his ankle and it was that severe where he had to retire, but he's made the pivot, went to Notre Dame, and now he's going to be joining NBC Sports Bay Area. Great first gig for him in the media. Ian, we're going to start with the D line because that's your expertise. This team has obviously drafted Eric Armstead, one of your former teammates. DeForest Buckner has blossomed into a star, mini star at least. Solomon Thomas trying to find his way. There's some new pieces being added Julian Taylor, seventh rounder, Sheldon Day in the middle, DJ Jones. Just so far in this preseason, pass rush has been a concern, but, but up front, your initial observations of this 49ers D-line?
1: Uh, My initial observation is, uh, you know, you, you got to remember, these guys are young, and, and also it's the preseason. Yeah, you know, when you have a young core out there, you know, besides Earl, you have guys that, you know, really haven't learned, you know, the pro style, you know, they're not into their – Seventh, eighth, ninth, tenth, tenth years. You know, they they haven't gotten the, the know how to get through and how to take care of your body and, and manage. You know, an off season and going into a training camp. Um, so you know, eventually these guys will learn that. But you go, know, you got to remember they're young. So you know, I I, uh, I can't remember the last time uh, you know you won the Super Bowl in the in the preseason. So you know, I tell people all the time, you know, just relax on the uh, initial you know, preseason worries, you know, it's there for a reason to get out the kinks to uh, see what guys can do, see what guys can't do. Sometimes you but you put these guys in bad positions in the preseason. Uh, you want to see how they react, you know what I'm saying? And and it's really what the preseason, of course, is, especially for the young guys, you know, like myself, when I came in, I was an undrafted guy, like a lot of these guys trying to fight for jobs. Uh, it was more of uh, coming in, learning, and, you know, having to be out there maybe you know a, a play was called that they called that wasn't you know the best for me it was really uh really tough for me um and you know maybe i didn't like it but you know i had to play it and you know they wanted to see on film that i had the know-how the athletic ability and the awareness to get to where i needed to be even Definitely. though the play did not have been best fit for me
2: Yeah, Ian, I'm totally with you. I think the problem with the defensive line is last year they didn't get sacks, and I know sacks isn't everything, and they were high in pressures. They didn't add new pieces to it. They spent a lot of first-round picks here. It still seems like pass rush is going to be a – detriment to this team this year and and not just based on the preseason based off last year and you hope guys progress but like you said there's not the seven eight-year veterans they got rid of the Elvis elvis dumerville um they're leaning on a lot of young guys cassius marsh playing outside linebacker so just i think they're actually gonna have to move deforest buckner outside more than anticipated we've had sheldon day dj jones some of these guys come in now deforest buckner who's been kind of your defensive tackle your interior pressure guy I could see him lining up going against left tackles a lot more this season. I think they're going to have to manufacture pass rush. Where do you think pass rush uh, is going to come from?
1: Yeah, like you know they have you know you've had the emergence of certain guys like Sheldon, name, know one of my uh, my golden dome, domers. Uh, then you got jo- uh, Julian Taylor. You know he, he's a, a late round guy. He's too starting to make a name for himself out there making plays, and he's just being he's being consistent on the field. That's what they want to see. They want to see consistency. Uh but DeForest, you know, with with the skill set that he has and the length and the body type that he is, he can play all over. So he so it, it it'll be best suited for him if he can get moved around. You know, you, you started seeing, you know, guys that after they start to get into their, you know, into their prime, you know, I think DeForest is his third year, right? Um yep. so he's starting to come into his prime and you know, now these guys can start getting moved around, you know, just Jadavion Clowney, you know, Vaughn Miller, these guys, you know, uh, uh, as they start to hit hit their prime, they start to move on from from different positions because you know if you stay them in one position, you know a team can scheme that up, you know exactly from a, uh, from a Monday Monday to Saturday kind of thing, and you know really be able to double team you and 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 just create havoc in your in your area so that you can't you know get a true feel for the game, and they can pretty much shut down somebody that stays at the three taking the whole game, but once you get guys who come out of the huddle and start moving around and have and have the freedom to move, you know, you can't really slide the protection to that person all the time. You know, you gotta come out and you gotta, you know, you gotta come out and it makes the offense to be honest. But as fans we'll probably see a lot of uh, you know, man blitzes, you know, the like you said, the manufacture the pressure, uh uh to, you know, get get the quarterback hit to get the quarterback yeah. out uh get the ball out of the quarterback's hands. You know, you're probably gonna see a lot of these zone pressures, man blitzes, uh just to create some uh some, some pass rush. If it, its need be. But you know, you gotta remember you had a guy like Eric Armstead, you know, he missed uh what, pretty much uh the, a bulk of the season last year.
2: I wanted to um, get to him, right? Yeah, that's he
1: had, uh yeah, that... after he had his uh uh his shoulder surgery. So that you know, he's a big you know, when I was there he he was our, our third down pass rush guy, you know. Uh um and that was his rookie year coming in, you know, just filling out and so you saw the raw talent and that's what you know these young guys out—they have raw talent, and you know you, you're starting to see him build into it. You know it was unfortunate, you know, for his shoulder uh, to get injured. I'm, I'm glad he finally got surgery on it, but you know he's finally going to be healthy. You know he's going to have a whole all season. He's had a whole off season to. Yeah, but it. he's had a whole training camp now. You know, so you know these guys are they're they're. They're gonna get there, you know. Uh, the pass versus is gonna come. You have a guy like Eli Harrell. you know. He he he's a young. guy. I think Eli's what
2: twenty three. I'm jumping in Ian because I gotta disagree with you on Eric Armstead because he to- he's hurt his hamstring up here in training camp. He's losing valuable reps to Julian Taylor. He looks always dominant in practice, but. The 49ers picked up his option. I don't know if he's going to play a lot this season. If you have young guys like Julian Taylor coming in and looking better at the big end, we call it how we see it on this podcast. Like, I really don't want to ruffle anyone's feathers. I know you're friends and former teammates with some of these guys. But I I think Eric Armstead's in trouble for playing time. i got to be honest. No, I, I totally
1: understand. And and, and and that's the cool part about it. Yeah, we can really talk about this. Um, you're seeing it. Um from just a, a numbers po- point of view, like, like, has he produced, but you got to remember it's like the reason he got drafted as a first round draft pick was because of his intangibles and his awareness to go out there and be able to make plays happen here and there.
2: His size honestly, too.
1: Honestly, I think, I think his shoulder had been bothering him for a while and he finally sat down and got surgery on it when he noticed how, how bad it was. So imagine playing with a, a, a shoulder that he had for almost a year and a half. Of course, you can't generate the, 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 the thrust and the the, the re- repetition to be able to do that all over a 16-game season. So, of course, it's going to be tough. But now, like I said, he's had his surgeries. He's had his whole all season of rehab. He's going to have some training camp. I'm sure, you know, with his hamstring, he's going to come back within the next week or two. You know, hamstrings are touchy, so you really got to be, you know, uh, uh, gentle with coming off of those um but eventually he's going to get the pads on and he's going to get warm and he's going to start to come into his own you know he doesn't have he won't have the shoulder pain that he used to have to play with and have to bear through you know this stuff you know uh you know guys play through a lot of injuries and you know a shoulder injury that he had it, it, it's very you know hard to, to to play it play with so now that he's healthy uh you know I'm excited to see what he he's able to do this season yes this is a big season for him of course you know uh, I've told him this uh, uh, numerous times. You know, this is a huge season for you. You know, this, this is your uh, this is one of the years you're going to a contract year. To, you know, signing an extension possibly. So, yeah, I, you know, I think he's going to get phased so you're, you're out. You're finally healthy. The team knows you're healthy, so you know this is your year to really go out here. You know, and you know it's going to. You know, I, I think personally, it may help motivate him more to see guys like Sheldon Day and Julian Taylor out here pushing and getting the reps that he's missing. And when they come to a game. They're producing and they're showing these thirty-two other teams what they can do in day in and day out every down. So of course, that's going to put pressure on. You, you know what? What does pressure do? Bust pipes. You know what I'm saying? You either you either, you either, you to do or you. You know that's what happens. You know, so you, it's it's sink or swim. You know. Yeah, I'm going
2: to agree to disagree with you on Armstead. I think he's in trouble for playing time. He's still going to be a rotational guy this year, but they they picked up his fifth-year option, I think, a little bit too soon. Um, I know they're trying to keep everyone happy with money, and they have plenty of it, and that goes into decisions, but – I think he's too tall. I think the big end position is okay. Maybe you can slide him inside on, on third downs. He had some good tape last year in Seattle, but we focused some on the D-line. Salma Thomas, I think he's going to fight through more blocks. They're going to move him around. We're going to see progression. You've been in defensive meeting rooms, Ian. You you know how the whole defense is schemed up. I wanted to know your take on Richard Sherman. Because of his health, do you think the 49ers are going to have to give him more help over the top this year in the Seattle scheme? Um, shading the safety over just for the first month to see if he's okay. And then that kind of puts a witherspoon on an Island over here. So I'm just trying to project out storylines. I I really think you're going to, you're going to have to give Richard Sherman some extra help and that's going to put, a lot of pressure on a Witherspoon, just because I think Sherman is not totally 100 percent until you get you know week three, week four. It's going to take those reps, that healing, and I think it could be a little problematic for this defense with just one safety. And you play Tart in the box, you're going to count on Colbert trying to be everywhere. But I think teams are going to test Richard Sherman deep early in the year.
1: So the Sherman saga, yeah, it's going to be really interesting. You know, once to see, uh, uh, once you see him get back and uh, get on the field and put, actually put the cleats on and the helmet on. I'm interested to see you know how he does. Uh, I don't know if he's going to play in the preseason or not. Um, I think they'll probably try to get him in maybe this week or next week. Yeah, he said he's going to play this
2: week against the Colts.
1: Yeah, yeah. yeah. So just to get some reps in, you know, just so not his not his first game. is against you know a a Vikings team that's going to you know at home. They're coming. They're coming out strong. You know, they're going to be fading it up. And they're going to be throwing the bombs all over everywhere with, with Kirk, Kirk Cousins. So I don't think that would, that would be wise for his first game out the gates to be against Stephen Diggs and Adam Thielen. So, yeah, they're going to for sure get some reps for him this week and next week. Uh, I'm not sure how many, uh, but I'm sure he will get uh, uh, enough to, you know, you know, since he's a veteran, you know, he, I'm sure the coaches are probably going to leave it up to him, you know, to, you know, uh, for him to get his feel, and then he'll let him know when he's done um, for the night. Um, but, yeah, uh, uh, yeah, defense, of course, if I'm an offensive coordinator and I see a guy coming off a, a ACL, uh, not ACL, but a Achilles, any type of injury, you know, I'm going to test it out, you know. Um, I'm, I'm going to throw some bombs that way. I'm going to throw some out routes, some corner routes, some some cutting routes where you have to really move your feet, Um so I'm sure, you know, a lot of offenses, you know, that the 49ers play early in the season, you know, they've you know done their homework and their their film study this offseason. You know, Sherman was never known as a speed guy anyways. You know, he was more of a, you know, prep and, you know, smart corner. And then he had his length and then he also had a great safety back there by the name of Earl Thomas, you know, that, you know, covered up a lot of, you know, mistakes that, you know, guys would make here and there. Um, so I mean, I think it was also a good decision for him to go, come to a team like before who have a a sa- rangey safety like Adrian Colbert, cause I think you know like you say you know daco they'd be more in the box um it'd be interesting to see if they run more cover three or cover one hole um defenses this year uh just to see um you know how how the how the corners hold up um but yeah there, i mean he's gonna get tested early and often um this game is going to be a real teller on how he he he's moving around because you know the third game of the preseason usually when a uh, you know a team kind of you know they throw in a little scheme stuff
2: dress rehearsal yeah for sure yeah
1: it's going to be a a good tell on where he is physically and um you know hopefully you know he he's uh, uh looks like he's done a great job wherever he went to train and rehab uh, they did a wonderful job with him
2: I want to go to the brightest spot on the forty ers defense before we move to offense. Ruben foster's potential we see him making plays in coverage 20 yards down the field blowing up runs in the backfield now it seems like he's got his personal life settled i want to know do you think offenses are already game planning and scheming against him like minnesota week one well as they're devising their game plans they are thinking about Ruben foster how he changes the run game uh what Impact does he make, and you know where can he be by the end of this season in terms of the types of plays he's making and and who he's being compared to?
1: So first off, so offenses—they—they never stop trying to scheme. They never stop watching film over the whole season, whether it's February and they're not in the playoffs. They're watching some film. They're in the offices day in day out. There's people on top of people on top of people that break down, categorize all this film daily for these coaches. So you know they pretty much know who they're playing against you know this is this is big time stuff so they want to have everything and know everything about these players um yeah they're uh you know uh, uh with the Ruben foster you know uh you know it's, it's going to be tough for the team You know, they're losing him for you know the first two games you know, especially a game like minnesota they're coming out with dalvin cook and like i said you know they're going to come out with amped up and they're going to be ready you know the crowd's going to be pumping um in that stadium so you know having a guy like Ruben not playing that game is going to be huge for that team. You know, some other guys are going to have to step up and be some vocal leaders, um, you know, probably, you know, DeForest Wagner and, you know, uh, Joukowsky, you know, have to step up and Sharmish, you know, and really calm these guys down. Uh, but just with him, his play, you know, he, he's so physical. You know, he showed it at Alabama, you know, what he can do, and which made him, you know, should have gone in top five, top ten easily, you know, just had some things going on. <laughs> Um, you yeah, know, off the field. Um, but yeah, I think, you know, he has some good, some good people around him. Um, it was great to have a guy like you know Richard Sherman come in and kind of be a mentor, big brother, uh, guy who, who, you know, smart guy, got he his head on his shoulders, a uh, 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 great leadership role just to come over and, and be there with him, you know, when he's going to his court hearings, you know, he's seeing his teammates there, you know, supporting him in the crowd, you know, that that stuff means something. Um, you know, guys see that, and, you know, they may not say, you know, come up to you and say thank you, but, like, like they see that and they remember that. Um, so I know it's going to kill Ruben to not be out there those, those first two games. But I think just the fact that it could have possibly all been taken away, that was all that he needed to really refocus.
2: Awesome. We have Ian Williams with us. We're almost 20 minutes into this podcast. We haven't mentioned Jimmy Garoppolo. He's obviously the key piece to this team. He's changed everything. The hype, the expectations are because they're turning around, but he's driving the show. Uh, My question for you, Ian... Is he ready to be in shootouts a lot this year? Because I think the defense is going to be improved, but they're, they're going to allow points, and it's going to be up-tempo games, a lot of 31-28s. Every week, is, is he going to be able to deliver 275 yards, two or three touchdowns, minimize mistakes? Are they asking way too much of him? He has seven career starts. Or is he ready? Is he a franchise quarterback? Do you see him taking this team to nine and seven, ten and six, possibly winning the division, making a wild card? It's obviously a fifty-three man game. It's eleven positions on the field at a time. But how important is he this season?
1: Well, when you pay a guy what you pay them, uh, uh, I'm pretty sure you're going to dump the, uh, the the kitchen table on them. You know, you're going to give them <laughs> everything you got. That's the thing about success. You know, when you show some success, they're gonna expect that day in day out, and they're, they're gonna expect more. You know, when you come in, one thing about players, when you have a great player in front of you, and you see how this player works day in and day out on a daily basis, their work ethic in the in the classroom, their work ethic off the field, the work ethic on their bodies. He was around that. He was around one of the greatest players to ever play this game. For what, what was it, two years? Yeah, uh, no, I right? think it was almost
2: four, I believe. Yeah, it was like three and a
1: half. That is a long time to see how a great player like Tom Brady, who will go down as one of the greatest quarterbacks. And shoot, the way he played uh, uh, this, this past um, Super Bowl, I see probably at least another two, three years in them. You know, it, it's going to be crazy to see this man at, at 43, 44. Right. Out here slinging, slinging passes like that. Wow! You know, just to sit behind somebody like that for four years, you know, you take in so much. So, of course, you know, when he comes out here and he puts up, uh, what is it, five or six games in a row where he's out here balling, you know, Jacksonville comes in here, you know, best defense in the, uh, in, the in the league, you know, two young stuff, corners, a pass rush, two good, physical, uh, rangy rangy linebackers and you put up what you can do against them, even though, you know, they may have already clinched. We caught them on a, a, a 90% day instead of a hundred percent day, but still the fact they were able to go out there and put up buckets against the Jacksonville team, you know? Um, and then, you know, that's going to create a buzz around uh, the Bay area, you know, especially, you know, seeing that success, you know the teams going to be like, all right, wow, all right, we got something with this guy. All right, that was a great trade, <laughs> great trade. That was a steal for us. Let's see what we can do this off season. Let's start to give them more. Let's let's get some uh, some weapons around uh, Dante Pettis, uh, Jarek McKinnon, um, guys that are coming into their own. Marcus Marquise Goodwin, you know Pierre Garcon. You got these guys. You know Celer. Uh, Jesus, uh, I, don't, I can't even really say his last name. Uh, the, the fullback. Kyle. Use Jack. Yeah, Juice Tech. There we go. They call him Juice. Yeah, no, the know, pieces you are there. Yeah, around them and, and and then you and then you also you draft uh my other Notre Dame Golden Domer in the first round at right tackle, him. And also you got you got a Joe Staley over there, so you know it's like you're giving this man all the tools that he needs. Like, hey, you got the Ferrari. You got we got you the wheels. We got you. You know, the customizations and everything like that, not just drive us to the finish line.
2: You can tell the Forty ers are embracing the spotlight more. Um, they they they're they're cool with the expectations where before it was a lot of sputtering around. Unfortunately, your era they were sorting themselves out with new coaches and new management styles. But yeah, 49ers are in such a good place. Jimmy G is a big part of that, wrapping up with Ian Williams, your newest Forty ers analyst for NBC Sports Bay Area. Khalil Mack, it's across the bay. I, I think the Raiders might have, have ruined a reputation here with dealing with players like this. This could hurt them in the long run. I don't know how they re- repair the relationship with Khalil Mack. It could be tough. I think it's heading for a trade. If you're the 49ers, and you know we've talked about all the pieces on the D-line, you still don't have that superstar pass rusher. Would you trade a first, a second-round pick, and a Solomon Thomas and, and Eric Armstead throw in a player? It, it would be a monster trade, but would you do it to get Cleo Mack, or would you say that's too much? I like what what the 49ers have.
1: Well, going back to what you said, uh, it's just going to ruin the Raiders' reputation on signing all the free agents. Definitely not. If they throw that cash; <laughs> any one of these guys, they're gonna come sign. Like they, True. they do not care about all. Oh, what they may screwed over somebody. You know what I'm saying? They didn't pay pay somebody. Like they they gonna pay that person? They're gonna come. You know. So it is what it is. Money is money. It, it, it's it's baffling that a guy like Khalil Mack, you know these other guys, you know Odell Beckham, uh, Aaron Donald, you know these guys who are literally the the top of our league are having to fight and get a contract. You know, like what, like they they put you out there to produce, and when you do produce, you're supposed to get paid. So now that they've done the second part produce, they expect for the third part to get paid now. And now all of a sudden they're like at the door, like, Hey, what's up? Now they don't want to pay like, okay. Oh, you, oh, you were just being such a player of the year, you know, two times. <laughs> oh, you were just, uh, um, uh, you know, have the most sacks, you know, uh, it's no big deal. Or you, uh, you know, the, the quickest uh, reception person to a thousand, you know, uh, you know, it, over touchdowns, uh, it's no big deal. Like what, like, you know, pay these guys. You know, you're paying all these quarterbacks. You know, you see, uh, uh what's the quarterback from uh, uh Tampa Bay a couple of years ago? Um, that signed with, with Chicago. Mike uh, Gladney gave him a. He was a back. Yes, Mike, right. a yeah, backup quarterback. Like really? You know, um, uh, and, and then you're you gonna pay this quarterback all this money, but you got guys like, like you know, these defensive stars, these offensive stars, these weapons. You know, they come out here and produced nightly and they've done nothing but great things on and off the field for your organization. And, you know, they come to the table to you know solidify themselves and their families and they're not, they don't want to pay them what, what they, what they should, you know, what they, you know, what they're owed, you know, what they, you know, work for. Them. So it's just crazy. But with the trade, um, what is Khalil like? What? 27 now?
2: Yeah, he's getting, yeah. 26, 27. He was drafted in 2014. Top five pick is really, I mean, he doesn't have a flaw in his game. He explodes off the line. He, he just creates chaos as a run defender and obviously as a pass rusher. I would i would think about doing the trade, but, you know, the 49ers, they have to realize um, their first-round picks here, Solomon Thomas, Mike McGlinchey might be more role players here if they're giving up another first-round pick. That's a that's a valuable contract if you're able to add a star player on a first round pick contract. Khalil Max obviously going to warrant 100 million. So it is a financial decision and a, a situation where you're trying to balance your roster. But I would I would think about doing it if I was John Lynch.
1: On paper, it, it may look good. You know, you're getting a uh, 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 literally one of the studs in, in 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 the league right now, especially at his position. You know, it may be. You know, him and Vaughn Miller are, are, are 1A, 1B, you know, easily as, you know, top linebackers, pass uh, uh those linebackers. You're saying with Eric and, you know, uh, uh Solomon, you know, these guys are, what, 22, 24 years old. You're um, saying give everyone time, right? You got to think about it. As a fan, of, you maybe, maybe you, you, you make it, you know, you make the deal. But as an actual GM or owner of a team that has to, you know, think about this stuff, you know, not only the emotional side of it, but the, the financial side of it um, and, uh, and, and the on field side of it. Uh, you know, you got a 27 year old guy uh, and then you're trading, you're trading away, you know, a lot. And then you also, so you're, you're basically trading away a lot. And then you're also taking on a player that you're going to pay a lot. So it, it it's, it's kind of a lose-lose for the 49ers to actually do something like that. I mean, you know, maybe if they were to get him at a, a, a little bit lesser cost, um, possibly, you know, they have the 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 free uh, the cap space to, to do it and, and not be super hurt by it. I mean, if I was the, the GM, I probably wouldn't do it. Uh, yeah. but you know, like, like I said, if they can get, you know, if they can get it for a cheaper price, you know, that that's giving away a lot, you know, that's, that's two of your first round draft picks plus a pick, you know, which would, they would, I, I assume want to be a high, a first or second at least, you know, so that's, that's literally three top picks right there that you're giving away for a guy who's in his prime, but in the next few years, you know, uh, it, it may not be in his prime anymore. Um, and then also having to pay him probably with 150 mil, you know. Uh, what I, what, what if Bonda, the, uh, the get? Get what, what Yeah. I mean, I, I mean, at least 50 so, million. So with
2: guaranteed. The market now, yeah.
1: Probably be five or 10 million more, you know what I'm saying? So it's going to be roughly what between 130 and 150. So you're taking on a lot and you're giving, giving away a lot, you know. So, you know, as a GM or, you know, a team that, you know, you're, you're, you have a superstar quarterback, um, on the rise, and then you know you're, you're starting to put pieces around him. Listen, you know, here and there, can you use that money in further free agencies and drafts to really put more around him? Because he, you know, with, with Jimmy G's, what 24, 25, so he's he's growing into his prime. So you're going to have this guy around for years to come. So you want to keep building him around it. You you may want to keep that some of that cap space open so that maybe you do get. Uh, Odell Beckham or maybe you do get uh, uh, one of these other uh studs that are coming up in free agency that you know they didn't sign with their team so you know there there's a lot to think about it, it, it's not just the 2018 season that you have to think about you got to think about the 2020 season you know these they they pay people to do these financials uh you know keep the books you know online for years to come so you know that would be something if they were make a move like that that would affect the books off of, uh, you know, their cap space and free agency for years to come. So there, there's a lot to think about. If it was the mad, you know, you're playing, we're playing mad, you know, maybe you make that trade, you know, but you <laughs> know, this, is, this, this ain't mad, you know, this ain't a virtual game.
2: Ian Williams, excellent insight. Former 49ers D lineman now starting his media career as an analyst. Appreciate your time, bro. We got to catch up again soon.
1: Yeah, for sure, man. Like anytime, uh, you know, let me, let me know, uh, you know, when these games come on, you know, uh, definitely be fun, you know, watching, you know, talk about the games and stuff like that. Uh, but, hey, uh, give give my guys a, a, the, on the pass rush. You know, give them a chance. You know, give them, give them the preseason. Get the Kings out, <laughs> work it through. You know, these young guys, you know, they they're come together. You know, got some new pieces out there. You know, got, you know, another year under their belts with uh, uh, Coach Salah, you know. Uh, give them a chance. Let them come out here and uh, fill some of that juice when they go up to uh, – Minnesota you know let, let them fill some of that juice you know get some of that uh that that first game uh jitter out and 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 and, and start to make 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 hay you know what I'm saying? give them a chance you
2: know I'm a tough critic but I'm a fair critic and I I, I like to predict things to be correct and I just think the D-line I like the pieces, but I think the pass rush is going to be a problem. So I got to take my stance, Ian. That's that's part of this media game. You got, I got you. to. <laughs> I got you. I appreciate your time, bro. We'll talk again soon.
1: Yeah, for sure. Yeah, hit me up anytime. Let me know. I'll be great to uh, come on again. It was a good talk.